Hey folks, welcome back to the virtual world. I'm your host and software engineer, Ty. This is episode four and probably the most interesting episode so far. I had the immense honor of sitting down with Albin Denoyle, one of the co-founders and CEO of Sketchfab. If you've never heard of Sketchfab, you should definitely check them out on sketchfab.com, especially if you are a content creator into the 3D space. I did have some slight audio issues in the very beginning, but they clear up quickly. If you have any issues or want to be on the podcast yourself, please reach out to me on Twitter at TYTR underscore dev. As always, please enjoy the conversation. All right, folks, it is July 10th, 2020 at 3 p.m. EST, and I've got the honor and privilege of sitting here with Albin Denoyle. I may have, I hopefully I didn't botch that. No, not too bad. <laughs> cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, I just want to start by saying thank you so much for for coming on the podcast and, and sitting down with me. Uh, been looking up to you and Cedric for the better part of a decade, ever since I found out about Sketchfab, searching mm-hmm. into WebGL. So it is it is truly my honor to be sitting here with you. How, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Thanks thanks for inviting me on, on the podcast. For sure. I've got a bunch of things I want to chat with you about. And of course, feel free to tangent about anything that's on your mind. And, uh, you know, if you feel like you want to direct the flow of the conversation, please feel free to do so. Sounds good. Um, I figured we could start with some some really simple stuff uh, and maybe dig a little bit more into your your personal flavor than uh, than other things have. So let's start with something simple. What is your favorite color? My favorite color, uh, I would say blue, I think. Cool. What about what's your favorite food? What's your favorite kind of cuisine? Uh, I like French food. I'm guest, I guess. But, uh, cool. Yep. Speaking of which, uh, are you still in New York, or have you moved back to France? Yeah, I'm in New York, in Brooklyn. Nice. Um, how, how has COVID been affecting you up there? Uh, not too bad. I mean, I've been quarantining with my family for the past three months, and. Uh, and uh, there has been challenging times, but uh, luckily we have a bit of outdoor space, so it makes things a bit uh, easier to to go through, I guess. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear you guys are doing well. Thanks. Um, so, so I guess moving on to to uh, Sketchfab related stuff, how does it? I'm curious. How does it feel looking back, you know, on the origin story of Sketchfab? I mean, what you guys founded eight years ago in March. Yep. Um, so how does it feel looking back on the origin of Sketchfab and realizing how far you guys have come? Uh, it feels good, I guess. Uh, what, what, I think what's nice is that we've stayed pretty close and pretty true to our original vision of helping free content reach the masses thanks to the internet. Uh, and this is still, uh, this is still uh, aligned with what we do today. Um, I think I was discussing this with someone else earlier this week. And what's, uh, what's interesting is that whatever milestone you, you, you reach your, I mean, you, you become the, the biggest one of every other company smaller than you. And then you also become the, the smallest company of every other company bigger than you. <laughs> and so, uh, I think I'm, yeah, I'm still in that mindset of, uh, having grown substantially from where we started and everybody starts from zero, uh, but we're still like super tiny compared to a lot of other larger companies and specifically 
in our space where there are a lot of huge companies with huge resources um, working on on things um, similar to what what we're working on. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, on, on another personal note, uh, I had seen a bunch of your woodworking stuff back in the day. Are you still keeping up with that or is that kind of falling off the grid for you? Uh, not much. Like now that I have three kids, I, I have much less uh, spare time, I guess. And, and I also left most of my equipment in, in France. And so now whenever I do creation, it's mostly like VR sculpting. Which is less, uh, which requires less equipment. Well, just your equipment, but it's less uh, messy at home, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you miss home at all? Do you miss France? I definitely miss France a lot. I miss my family. I miss it's a, it's a beautiful country. I miss the food. I miss the spirit. <laughs> I love I love New York, but uh, I do I do miss France. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Once I once I have the ability to uh, to do some traveling, that's the first place on my list. Nice. Um, speak. So you mentioned VR sculpting and stuff. Uh, I've seen some of your work, um, especially the one that kind of is the most interesting to me is the anatomy of a Lego. Mm. Uh, I love that model. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you created that? What what program or or game or system that you used, and what kind of VR hardware you prefer? Maybe point, you know, budding content creators that that are curious about that kind of stuff in the right direction. Yeah. So I mostly use. Oculus Medium, which is now part of Adobe, which for me, which is one of the first uh, VR sculpting tools. Well, typically VR creation tools are split between uh, drawing tools, so things like uh, Tilt Brush and Quill, or sculpting tools, so things like um, like Oculus Medium. Um, and Medium was one of the first one I got to try, uh, something like in 2014, maybe uh, before it was released. I immediately uh, loved it. Uh, I like that it's it's closer to it's it's, it's closer to clay sculptures and what something like Tilbrush would be. Uh, I like the fact that the output is typically three D printable, and so I like to go back to to physical and and print uh, what I sculpt in VR. Um, so yeah, that's the, the main tool I use, um, and then I mostly use uh, the Oculus Rift. For that, uh, I think Medium is not supported yet on the Quest. Although it's probably usable with the the Quest Link stuff. Yeah, no, the 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 link like the, the stuff to to power your Quest with with a remote PC or something. Right? Oh, right, right, right. I, I forgot they that. released that. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, so speaking of which, uh, I've got a. I was going to talk about this a bit later, but actually, I think it kind of it, it makes sense to talk about now. Uh, you mentioned 3D printing, and you know I've read a ton of your blog posts, and uh, I know that at some point in the past you kind of caught the spark for 3D printing, and you thought, yeah, this is some really cool stuff. This technology is going to be widely adopted. It's kind of the future, and this is, I mean, back in 2012 or 2011. So I, I would say personally that 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 was pretty forward thinking at the time, and obviously you hit the mark. I mean, look at how well Sketchfab is done. So I mean, looking back and realizing that 3D was such a wonderful market to choose. What things do you see having the same impact these days? If you were a young budding entrepreneur, what would you? And Sketchfab already existed, of course. Mm. Um, where where do you think that you would put your focus these days? You mean outside of special computing? <laughs> no, I mean uh, even inside of special computing. Ah. I guess if if you were 
if you were uh album from 2012 yeah. and sketchfab already existed what, what, yeah. what do you think you'd be focusing on well i'm really passionate about uh, 3d capture <laughs> and uh and yeah i guess i would want to work on on better tools for 3d capture probably through photogrammetry even though i i love the all the innovation around depth sensors and all that um but yeah i think there is still room for things to do around 3d capture and photogrammetry so it's probably that probably that or maybe that yeah yeah that, i mean that sounds that sounds awesome um i'm curious this this is going to be a slightly more controversial topic i think potentially um, especially because you're big in the industry. You probably know a lot of people that are involved in, in what I'm going to talk about next. I'm curious, have you been following Quixel Megascans? And uh, and do you know about the deal that they made with Epic Games about a year ago? Um, do you do you feel that... Uh, well, I guess start. let's start there. Have you been following that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, do you feel that a similar deal would have been good for Sketchfab or would it have been against Sketchfab sort of founding principles to limit creators in such a way? What do you, what do you think about their decision? You mean to get acquired versus not getting acquired? Yeah, to get acquired, but more, more than getting acquired, I think getting acquired in such a way that, that limits how creators can use it. Because I mean, Quixel Megascans is such an awesome awesome tool it's such an awesome library and they've got things like uh like mixer that they've come out with that are is really awesome i mean doesn't it seem a little sad that it's kind of uh, limited to unreal engine not that unreal engine's not fantastic but yeah I mean, uh, yeah I, I see your point i think um yeah uh what can i say i, I think uh, it's it's a bit uh different for us because it's really it's really part of our DNA to be integrated with everyone. And it's, it's one of the key value propositions we bring. And so, uh, even if we were to join a larger organization, I, I don't see how it would make sense for anyone to not make it sure that we still work everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, whereas I guess, uh, yes, it's, uh, so competitive uh, advantage for quick sale and what they bring was a bit different. I don't know. I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, I guess it's a tricky topic. Yeah, for sure. I honestly, it makes me really sad as a, I'm, I'm kind of a budding creator in that I'm, mm. I'm really big into the technology side of things, but the creativity part, that is kind of where I struggle and, and the thing that I've been pursuing a lot lately. So you know, I got into Quixel Megascans and started messing around with that and Mixer, and I thought, man, this is really fantastic. I just mm. wish that I could use these assets with Unity, which is kind of what I've been using. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, Unreal does a lot of stuff for creators and to help creators. So, I mean, it's normal that they do stuff protecting and helping their platform grow. <laughs> uh, so for sure. I mean, yeah. So uh, speaking of, of technology, in terms of technology, what... What things are Sketchfab most focused on right now? Um, what new languages and specs like you know Rust and WebAssembly or WebXR do you folks see having the biggest impact on the 3D web, especially you know specifically looking at Sketchfab? Yeah, so I'm, so I'm not technical, so I'm, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I'm aware of of what we're working on, but uh, I'm not. I won't go too deep into that, but. Uh, but uh, right now we're uh, mostly looking at WebAssembly, uh, and yeah, we think it's going to be 
a key part of the future of what we're building, I guess. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so speak like moving away from the technology then and, and looking at more of the high picture, what exciting things that, that you can talk about at least is Sketchfab working on right now? Uh, on the short term, we're, I mean, we, we on, on our, our North Star is, has always been to, to build the best 3D player for the web, like in terms of both like rendering and performances. And so we always keep improving that side of things, uh, supporting uh, more uh, materials, better uh, rendering capabilities, new post-process effects and all that, and making sure it loads fast and works everywhere. And so this is kind of an ongoing effort. And then otherwise, more specifically, um, right now we're mostly, I mean, we, we spent, so the company is eight, eight years old and we spent the first six years really working on on tools uh, for creators. And now we have more and more companies using the platform. And so now we're spending a lot of energy on on tools for companies. Um, and so everything to make Sketchfab more useful within an organization and for uh, like B2B use cases, things like commerce and- and your configurator config, stuff, I know, is yeah, going to take off. In configurators, the last of years. Uh, yeah, configurators, collaboration, um, but actually, a lot of things we do to push this this part is also helpful for creators, um, so typically configurators and uh, collaboration tools and um, yeah, all this that type of stuff. Very cool. Um, in the in the long term, is there is there a different direction that Sketchfab is going to take? I mean, I think you guys have definitely accomplished the goal of having the the best 3D viewer and and player on the market. I, I think it's far and away better than everything else that exists out there. Thanks. Um, one, once you, I mean, at some point, uh, once that settles, if that settles, or if you know you guys get big enough to the point where that can continue going, and you started something else, what, what do you think the next thing would be for Sketchfab? Well, I think the the main um, we've we've been initially mostly focused on 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 the viewer and publishing content and making sure creators would use Sketchfab to upload and, and publish and share content and being the place where creators go to, to publish their content. So this is more on the input side of things and we're already just getting started on the output and where does this content go and how is this content consumed? Um, and so this is everything we do around our download API and bringing Sketchfab content outside of Sketchfab. Uh, so we spend years making, like reaching, onboarding a lot of content and reaching critical mass of free content. And now we're just, and so this is on the upload side. Now we're just getting started on the download side and uh, making sure this content is, is useful and usable wherever it needs to be. And so uh, for me, so the big part of our future is going to be, so we, we're going to, of course, still continue working on, on the, the viewer and the publishing tools, uh, but the, the library is going to keep growing. Uh, and so, yeah, a big part of our future is going to be bringing that library in, in many places, a bit like how Giphy has expanded to be the, the search bar for GIFs pretty much everywhere from Facebook to Slack and Instagram and, and everywhere. And so we're just getting started to 
be integrated as a as a as a as an API of three D content in many places. And my vision down the line, like five years from now, is to be pretty much uh, to ship with the new AR glasses. Like today, Apple releases new glasses. We want to be like the, the content API provider, so that you just pick that you want to see a T Rex or or a, or a bonsai, and and Sketchfab brings it to you through whatever hardware you're using. Um, so yeah. that's that's like longer term than mid term. Um, everything around collaboration, which is very new for us, like Sketchfab for Teams and the way we can help organizations collaborate more efficiently uh, around 3D internally. And I think that was, if I'm if I'm not incorrect here, I think that was uh, part of the initial sort of founding principle, right? I think Cedric was a little frustrated with uh, the inability for content creators just to even share, you know, their, their work that they were doing at the time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, back in the day when I first got into um, when I first got into WebGL and I found my way to OSGJS, I I got really obsessed with the architecture of it, and then I I eventually found my way to Sketchfab, and I I saw the player and I thought, man, this has got to be using OSGJS, and so I started looking into it, and I'm like, there's they must have hired the guy that, that made OSGJS. And I thought I had uncovered some great conspiracy. Uh, and I was, <laughs> yeah, and it totally ended up being the guy. And as I uncover, I'm curious, I'm curious. Um, yeah. Will the world ever see the main technology behind the Sketchfab player be released as open source again? Well, I think it is open source. Well, OSGJS is open source, yeah. but I, I have a feeling that you guys have made a ton of yeah, uh, yeah, improvements yeah. behind the scenes. Um... I don't really see us doing that, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you at all. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, I, I don't know if you even want to talk about this or if, if you can, but I'm curious, is the current version of the player still a descendant of the OSGJS implementation or was it like a complete rewrite at some point? Yeah, no, it's still, uh, it's still using that. Cool. So oh, uh, the open scene graph... Uh, concept you know sort of at a high level has really paid off for you guys then in the long run yep. that's cool to hear i mean i think that that alone is really inspiring i think probably for a lot of people that want to tinker with with things like that i mean the only alternative out there nowadays is 3.js yep. and while i don't hate it um i do still kind of hate it it's it's got a lot of problems a lot of quirks uh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I'm not a developer, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, to comment. But uh, what's the goal? The goal with Sketchfab is is that to help developers not have to uh, worry about a lot, a lot of stuff you would have to worry about if if you if you work directly with a WebGL framework, I guess. For sure, yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm curious. Speaking of that, um, I. When I first got into 3JS, this was because a company had approached me, uh, a guitar company. Um, uh, I don't know if you've heard of uh, uh, Animals as Leaders or Tosin Abasi, the guitarist. No. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, he he's huge in the guitar world, and he had actually approached me about doing a, you know, custom 3D configurator for for them at the time. And of course, I was like, please let's use Sketchfab. Like that's going to make my life easy. It's going to make your life easy. But they were like, Ugh, monthly fees, and I, yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. So <laughs> I uh, I implemented it myself, and I can I can honestly attest that it's just an incredible amount of work to get something like that right. 
yeah, not only get it right, and then I maintain it. And like people don't realize that like a lot of agencies make one-shot custom projects, and they are not meant to live. Like they are meant to be one-shot things for like two weeks, and then in three months, or in six months, or in twelve months, or in eighteen months, it's gonna break just because things move, and and we make sure things don't break. <laughs> Yeah, and I've definitely seen exactly that in the project I was talking about. Uh, it was like seven months, eight months, and then 3JS came out with an update all of a sudden. Or I'm sorry, the WebGL spec was updated, yeah. and all of a sudden it just didn't work on like 90% of browsers anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if anybody's listening and they're trying to make some sort of custom 3D content or a, some sort of 3D viewer, just use Sketchfab. Don't, yeah. don't roll your own. Um, so speaking of that, uh, how do you guys feel about sort of a business to business intermediary. What if someone was to make a business around creating 3D configurators for customers, but they used the Sketchfab API for all of their own clients? W would that be something that you guys would uh, would be okay with or or is it intended to be you specifically working with the clients? I know it's it already exists. Like we already have businesses being built on top of Sketchfab and we're actually just in the process of formalizing or defining a framework for for that, but uh, either like um, but first we have, yeah we have more and more creative agencies uh, leveraging Sketchfab for their clients, um, and then yeah otherwise companies like dev shops who who see that they can be much more efficient by just leveraging Sketchfab um, to build configurators uh, in a in a faster and more efficient way. And with a better output for for the customers, so so yeah, that's I mean that's uh, I think that's going to be a, a great distribution channel for us and and an easy way for us to scale. Yeah, and I think that you guys will see me involved in that movement for sure because that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Nice. Um, out of, so I mean, speaking of which, you guys have done a ton of amazing work with the API stuff lately, and I think maybe in the last year or so that door has has really opened itself up uh yeah we try to make sure to release a new version of the api every quarter and it's really based on the requests we see from the community and our customers uh but i mean it's uh sorry there's a fire truck or something um yeah no worries it's, it's just flavor yeah so there's a um, pretty much infinite amount of work we can do around this and so uh, we're going to keep improving it and making uh, making it uh, easier to customize sketchfab and to do more um, powerful things with it for sure okay so um on, on more sort of mundane topics um where is sketch is sketchfab hiring currently and where do you guys hire? Are you guys hiring remotely, or do you stick to uh, to Paris and and Brooklyn still? Uh, so we're really just starting to think about hiring again. Like we've been pretty much at the stable size for most of the past three years, I would say. Um, we do have a few remote people, also we usually prefer to have people in New York or Paris, but like the current context has, of course, uh, changed that a bit. And we are, right now, we are mostly, I guess, 
where we don't have enough open positions, but mostly looking for probably a backend engineer and then probably people on the sales side of things, uh, like account management and uh, sales development and things like that. Yeah, you guys heard it here first. So if you're interested in anything like that, definitely check out sketchfab.com slash careers or whatever the URL is. I'm, I'm sure there's something like that. Yeah. Um, so speak, on that note, if if somebody wanted to impress you guys to the point where you were like, oh man, I don't care that they're in South Africa or whatever, like we have to have this engineer on our team. What what would that look like? Well, typically building stuff on top, like with Sketchfab and showing you're, you're good at the API and uh, um, yeah, something like that, I guess. Very cool. Okay, well, uh, I think that's that's honestly about all that I have. Uh, do you is there anything specific that you wanted to talk about? Anything you've got on your mind? Uh, no, I mean we've covered a lot of stuff. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean there are many things we can talk about. But uh, yeah, if you don't have more questions, I think we, we covered a lot of stuff. I do have a couple more things I can spin off. Um, I'm curious when it comes to integrations with uh, with various companies. I think you guys have have kind of hit all of the check boxes already. But is there any company or or service or piece of software that you guys are still trying to target that hasn't quite you know uh, happened yet? Uh, yeah, many, many. <laughs> in our goal, although we're integrated in a lot of places. Uh, some of those integrations are through add-ons and our goal is really to be native, so ship with our partners instead of being add-ons. And typically, all the Autodesk tools, um, it's all through add-ons like Freelance Max and Maya, and so that's, that's frustrating. Uh, I think one of the reasons is that it's easier for them to manage add-ons in terms of updates. Um, then native integrations, uh, but yeah, ideally I would want to be native there. Um, tools like ZBrush, where we've never managed to to get to a native integration, so again, just an add-on. So that's on the upload side of things, or even tools like Medium. Like Medium is the tool I use, and we're still not integrated there. <laughs> so I, I hope we'll get there eventually. And then on the download and import side of things we're just getting started and so there is a very long list uh typically like we'd want to be native in unity and unreal uh and i hope we'll get there eventually but uh right now it's just through add-ons uh and then yeah a never-ending list of places where we want to be integrated as a as an import as a as a library source yeah i had uh, i had actually tweeted you not too too long ago about the idea of having some sort of uh, VR program or, you know, something in the Steam VR uh, oh, setting yeah, yeah. or the, the Oculus VR setting where people can actually, you know, customize their own environments uh, mm -hmm. through Sketchfab. You mentioned that there was some changes to the API that would need to be made to facilitate that kind of thing. Is that is that on the roadmap or or is that still just sort of off in the distance as something you guys want to do, but you aren't sure when it's going to happen? Uh, yeah, it's more like something we'd want to do, but not sure. Uh, where when it's gonna happen? I mean, we're we're still a small team, and and the 
things around import and download are are uh, exploratory in some ways, uh, and so yeah, we don't have a lot of resources to allocate to this part of the business for now. But uh, hopefully, as content consumption becomes more uh, uh, mass market, I guess uh, we'll start spending more resources on that. Very cool. All right. Um, I guess the very last question. Um, I, so I've got I've got one uh, inter- like funny thing that we can talk about it unless you're uncomfortable with it. But before that, I'm curious. Do you think Cedric would be at all open to coming on the podcast in the future? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> he's not. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I, I could ask him. He's, uh, he hasn't done much of that so far. Um, well, I, th- I think with his background, uh, you know, working even on WebGL, the spec back at, in the Mozilla days, I think uh, he's got a perspective that is, I mean, probably extremely unique and, and um, probably a ton of insight that would, would benefit the community to hear. So yeah. I definitely would love to have him on if possible. And uh, so lastly, on a on kind of a funny note, and, and this may be uncomfortable, and that's fine, we can we can cut this out. Have you ever caught wind of the accidental pornography post by Bart? No. So there was a Sketchfab forum question forever ago where somebody was asking, uh, hey, is, uh, is what kind of engine is, is Sketchfab using for, um, for the viewer? Mm-hmm. And uh, he mentioned uh, that it was using OSGJS and he linked to some sort of open source website. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of years later, that domain expired and got scalped by a, yeah, a porn hosting company. I got notified of that. So yes, I guess I see what you're referring to. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. I came across that forum question like a couple of days ago while I was doing some research for the podcast and uh, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was really funny. I, yeah, I didn't know it was, uh, I, I got a DM about this rec- very recently actually, but I, didn't, I wasn't aware it came onto the forum as well. That's uh, funny. Yeah, I think there's not much we can do about it. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm not <laughs> villainizing him or anything. I thought it was yeah. hilarious because you could tell that he was like, "Oh man." <laughs> yep. Cool. All right. Well, um, you know, once again, I just want to thank you very much for for giving me your time and, and coming on. Uh, I know you're super busy, but um, I think the community will appreciate hearing a lot of this from your perspective, and uh, I'm excited to get this out there and and let people hear what you're all about. Great. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks again, man. Thanks. All right, folks, that wraps it up for this episode of The Virtual World. Thanks for sticking with us to the end. I've been wanting to talk with Albin for years, so this episode was definitely a big deal for me. I have some more interesting episodes coming up soon, so please make sure to stay tuned for future content. Thanks for listening. This is Ty signing off.